Welcome to the Uncommon CEO Podcast, where we unpack the mindset, skills, and wisdom it takes to become an uncommon leader in a common world with your host, the Uncommon CEO himself, Andrew Smart. All right, welcome to another episode of the Uncommon CEO Podcast. So sometimes we like to have a guest we interview, sometimes we'll go over some uncommon tips, sometimes we just touch on a topic. Uh, topic that comes up often in business, especially for people in leadership, is hiring and firing. One of the hardest things to do and do well. So what do you see as some uncommon ways to approach the topic of hiring and firing? That is probably one of the most difficult topics. Mm-hmm. Well, because when you're in when you're in business and when you're in leadership, you truly are in the people business. Yeah. You know, I, I say it all the time that you're you're not managing processes, you're overseeing people and you're relating to people. So it's a very difficult deal of hiring and firing. And so, you know, and so I I I've have a lot of experience there. I have a lot of people who work for me and I've gone through, you know, a lot of good, bad, and ugly there. So I I have some experience. Sure. So let's start with hiring. What's an uncommon approach that you've seen work well in getting the right people on board? Well, you know, we talk about uncommon. This is the uncommon CEO. So when I look at uncommon, you're, 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 you're talking about people or like myself or others who kind of look for something different mm-hmm. there you know we're not we're, we're not cookie cutter man sure and and when you're not cookie cutter there's gonna be people who kind of raise their eyebrow at you like why'd you do that yeah and so so i i think that my experience has been an evolution of experience in that 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 we've talked about i was put in a position at a young age and that when you're in that position you can have training you can have education you can have all these kind of things but until you get thrown in that hot lz you don't you don't understand it till you're there being that you've been in the position of leadership in different capacities and roles over the years do you remember the first person you hired i actually do it was it was the restaurants so Mm -hmm. i you know had to hire uh you know, people, but I will tell you, ironically, my first experience wasn't in hiring. It was in firing. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I shared with you that uh, my brother left and went to California. I was thrust into a position of kind of overseeing everything. And I, I literally, the day that I took over that, the day, and I remember the night before I was like, God, I'm just kind of like kind of emotional. I can't believe I'm in this position. Mm -hmm. What am I going to do? There's all kind of, I fired three people. Really? Yeah. Right out of the gate. Right out of the gate. The approach is often hire slow, fire fast. What does that mean to you? And how have you seen that impacted in your approach for better or for worse? That's a generic type of deal where you're like, hey, you know, you want to be diligent on who you hire. Mm-hmm. You want to go through the process. But here's what I've learned in life. It doesn't always work that way because I've actually had to hire people pretty fast to fill a position. Mm-hmm. So, and, and you know... It's like a book I, I read one time. Sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. Sure. And so when you yeah. deal with people, it is a people are complicated. You know that, right? Oh, yeah, of course. And so I have gone through so many amazing resumes. I have hired people who have amazing resumes, and I should have fired them the next day. Sure. When I hired them. 
Mm-hmm. You know, because the resume is kind of like Facebook. Everybody looks good on Facebook, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Everybody, you know, you don't post on Facebook bad pictures of yourself. Oh, when you wake up, that's not the first thing you no, do. No, or Instagram or whatever mm-hmm. it is. No, you, you, you put the image of what you want the world to see. Same way with resumes. Resumes speak to that, you know, the same thing. You're you're not going to sit there. You're not going to sit there and do something that I ask now, you know, in interviews. Tell me where you failed and what did you learn? I didn't understand that early on in life. I, I hired people that probably looked good on resumes and interviewed well in person. So expand on that. What, as you get past the resume as you're sitting in a room with somebody what's the uncommon way to approach whether they're the right fit for your organization i think what i just said was is a big point you know i'm a i'm someone who likes to ask people about failure Mm -hmm. because everyone will tell you about their successes everyone will tell you about where they did good or everyone will tell you you know hey you know if i you know what was wrong with that other organization but it's really about failure i look for tell me where you failed and what you learned in it. Because if you got someone who is competent, okay, you know, that that's a key piece. They gotta be competent. And so the competent and confidence. <coughs> and so if you if you have that piece, then you can go, okay, where'd you fail? And what'd you learn about it? And I I'm better at doing that today. Where I was in in, in my early days. In my early days, I I hired people that seemed well. I didn't have the experience of truly hiring, you know, and firing. I told you I got thrown into a deal where I fired people. And the truth is, if you if you're going to lead people and you're going to hire people, you're going to go through a lot of change. In the hiring and firing, uh, certainly I've been through the rigorous interview process. It is to work for you. And I I remember being asked specifically about uh, failures in my life. And I'll tell you, it put me on my heels for just a moment, but felt that I was able to take back, think about, you know, what is a specific instance where I didn't succeed? Not everybody hits it out of the park. And, you know, looking at humility, I, I tend to find that when I look to hire as well, humility is a big part of what I look for. Well, Matt, I'm not going to fire you today. Good. That's good to know. You and I have had many conversations. And not all of them have been easy. Mm-hmm. We've had we've had we've had fun conversations, we've had tough conversations. What I value about you and what I look for in all of all of our personnel, and especially our personnel leadership is you know, where's their heart and where's their passion. Now they they got they got to bring the level of competence and confidence behind it. But that's really that we're a growth organization. And in a growth organization, you got to have people that want to grow. And Matt, you're a guy that wants to grow. Mm-hmm. From the moment I've met you from day one to who we are today, I have watched you grow. It's been a privilege. It's been Thank a privilege yeah. to watch you grow. And and so with, with you, you have a mindset of I want to grow, but I got to evaluate myself in the process. I got to look at what I haven't done right or well and what can I do to improve on that. So, candidly speaking, you know, you were a great hire. Good to hear. Good to hear. Thank you so much for that.
So when you look at those early indications, the first meeting, how do you how do you hire great to see somebody five years down the road that is going to be a, a great contributor to your organization? That's a great question. So I I can tell you this: we we, we need to go backwards a little bit. We need talk about young Andrew, mm -hmm. young CEO. I was uncommon. Yes. Because I was a young CEO. Mm -hmm. And the truth is being young in anything, you're green. You don't know what you're doing. You might be smart, but you're green. And so that's where experience and that evaluate experience is a great teacher because you don't, you don't know. When you're dealing with people, that's the hardest business. Mm -hmm. Products and process are not hard business. People are hard business. And if you have a soul, if you have a heart, if you have anything, it's a really hard business. Sure. And so that is where I had to evolve myself into that. How, how do I deal with that? And how do I grow through that? Because I made a lot of mistakes. I made some good, but I made a lot of mistakes. And, and so when you go through the valuation, I... I think I was pretty good at the evaluation on the front side. I think what my problem was is how do I continue to evaluate through the process of their time mm -hmm. there and be consistent in it? How do I evaluate, be consistent you know, the, the, to, to make them aware where my thoughts are, to ask them questions of where they are? I wasn't good at that at a young age. And to this day, I'm still working on doing that. So you mentioned the personal element and the heart in the hiring side of things, now that wouldn't become any more apparent than in the firing side of things. I know one of the tougher things that I've had to do in my own leadership journey is to have to let people go. How do you balance the heart and the personal side of things when it comes to a true business decision? I've grown a lot in this arena. Let me tell you, a leader who doesn't have the guts to fire someone at some point, they, they don't have the guts to look after the whole organization. Too often we allow our emotions and our feelings and sometimes our insecurities to get in the way of what we know we need to do. Mm -hmm. I'm guilty of it. I've talked to you know all my you know leadership team that when we don't make a decision, when we don't do what we know we need to do, you hurt everybody. I've done it too many times. Here's, here's what I've learned in my mindset process. When I, my issue within this, because I am a growth-oriented person. You know, a, 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 a leader of uncommon sea, they, they want to go. They want they've, they've hit this landmark, they want to go to the next one. They go mm -hmm. to this height, they want to go higher. That's how we are. And what we struggle in understanding is why, why don't people think that way? Sure. Why don't you want to go? I mean, you've experienced this. Why would you not want to experience that? And I that was such a hard thing for me that sometimes people just don't want to go. And I was guilty of, well, you're going to go. I'm going to drag you with me. Sure. And that created issues. And it 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 was really, you know, when I talk when we talked about before about, you know, the mind deal, you if you're a leader who operates that way, you, you have a problem with codependence. Because you, you can't lead people if you need people. Mm -hmm. 
And I learned this. I said, I can love people. I just don't need them. I mean, and there's a total difference. A good leader has to love people. And you have to be em empathetic to people. But if you have to go through life saying, I need these people, I need these people to want me. Mm -hmm. I need these people to, to see me as a value in their life. You can't lead them. Yeah. They're not there to stroke your ego at the end of the day. That creates dysfunction. You become a dysfunctional family. And truth be known, I've gone through stages of that, of dysfunction. A good CEO, a good leader, a someone you know who thinks it realizes that, okay, you know, hey, I'm going this direction. You're either with me or you're without me. You're on my same page or you're not. You know, we can work through some of the other challenges, but you gotta be aligned with that. I mean, otherwise it's not it's not gonna work. I mean, it's like it's like Elon Musk walking into Twitter. Okay. You're either on board or you're not on board. And if you're if if you're not, I'm gonna help throw you off. He had a very unique way of he had an we'll call it an uncommon way of doing all that for sure. He's an uncommon person. Absolutely. So in the back to the firing side of things, as an uncommon leader and an uncommon way of looking at things, how do you know when it's somebody's time to go? You're dealing in business, so there's one that's a performance deal. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you if you care about this person too often, you can kind of sometimes overlook performance. But hey, we I mean, we're all gauged on performance, right? Sure. But we sometimes too often try to like cover up our inadequacies of performance. And so performance is an indicator. Alignment, I think is a huge indicator because if you're not aligned, right, if you're not, and this is something I've dealt with throughout my journey, that people wanted to be with me. They got attracted to where I was going and what I was doing. And that's a very common thing with leaders who are coming because people get attracted. They're like, that person's different. And they want to be a part of it, but once they get in, they want you to conform to them. I've dealt with that so many times. Like, wait a minute, I brought you here to go on the journey I'm going on, not for you to tell me what I need to do and where I need to go, because that's what they want. They want you to conform. And so I, you know, that that piece of of of, of truly making sure people that are with me or align with me. We're on the same objectives. We don't have to agree on everything. We work through those. And, but that's been a big growth for me. With every year, who you hire and how you hire gets more sophisticated, gets more uncommon. Do you have any examples of how you've changed over the year and what you evaluate in what's a good fit for your company? Well, first, the company didn't start with an HR department. Sure. <laughs> I mean, when you're the head guy, and you, you, are, the things, HR you are HR, yeah. your procurement, your operations, your accounting. I mean, you're everything. So it didn't have that. So an evolution of developing and see, I hated the word HR anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that just, I've never, I've always wrestled with that, even with our own organization. And we have a lot of people. I mean, it, HR, I, I believe, you know, that, that we're not just a resource, we're a development side. Because I always think when you're a resource, you're like, okay, we're over here. You know, if you need something, come over here. Well, if you're in development side, you realize, hey, we got to equip these people. We got to train these people. We got to work with these people. We got to help them. Because people need help. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, it's kind of like the word CEO. I mean, 
people need leaderships. Not everyone can be the CEO. I mean, you got to have people who are, who are leaders, and you got to have people who align and come along with that, and they want to grow in that process. So I, I think starting out not having an HR deal, not in evolving what that looks like. I think today we're a better organization of equipping and training and evaluating and going through the stage. But I wasn't good at that early on. I probably let more emotions play out into how I handled people and how I, you know, because I, I, there are plenty of people I had that worked for me that I didn't hold them to the standards that I had. Big failure on my part. So hiring and firing isn't, you know, early on, it may have been your direct role. Now, the evaluation of key personnel, still a part of it, but as the organization grows, you can't touch every hiring or firing decision there. How do you make sure that leaders under you evaluate it from an uncommon perspective? I only know one way to answer this. It's either ingrained in your culture or it isn't. And I know that word culture gets thrown out a lot, but the truth is it's all about culture. I mean, when you're, I mean, I mean, I mean, if you're a publicly traded company and you're a CEO of a publicly traded company, you got shareholder value, you know, if you're not producing shareholder value, then you're fired anyway. So, I mean, mm-hmm. their basis is on total numbers. Our basis is numbers too, but it's a little different when you when you're in this type of organization and so so how we come across and how we evaluate i think that i think a good leader can't eliminate the human value in it leaders have to make tough decisions or you're not a leader and the hardest decision you ever make is hey i gotta let that person go now candidly i also tell you this Anyone that I've ever fired in my journey, uh, I didn't fire them. I mean, it's the old statement, they truly fire themselves. You know, that that is, you know, that, that, now they might not accept that and they might not agree with it, but mm-hmm. it's the truth. They fired themselves. They, they weren't, you know, giving what they needed to give. You know, I think I said this in a meeting this past week that we had that I've never had a problem with someone taking a paycheck. <laughs> True. I mean, zero problem with that. I mean, I nobody's ever come to me and said, you know, I really don't deserve this. But the truth is, you know, in the accountability side, they sign up and they say, hey, I'm going to I'm going to do this and accept this. And too often they accept it and not do. From going to working with family to starting a larger business that morphed into the business that it is today. Obviously that's a growth that's happened over time. How has your perspective changed over the time or, or where are you now as hiring and firing goes? Maybe if I'd have gone back, I'd have fired my family. Can't, <laughs> can't do that. Well, you can. Yeah. It happens yeah. all the time. Sure. <laughs> so, enough. um, because family is some of the hardest to work with. Sure. I mean, it, it can work. It's not, it, but it is very hard. It, the growth side of it is, is that I, you know, you, you, you have to be truly diligent on the front side of things. You have to, you have to make sure that while 
no, there's no resume that's perfect. There's no person that's perfect. But you got to really work hard. And, and if you're going to be in a leadership role like like IMED and others that are even more than I am, if you don't have a team right around you who value what you value, desire what you desire, and are committed the way you're committed, it's not going to work. It just won't work. And I've been there. And literally, if if you want to have an organization that is high standards, excellent, you know, that what we talk about, best standards, all this kind of things, it starts at the top. Mm -hmm. It truly starts at the top and it filters down. A CEO has got to get that correct. You have to be the right person. And here's the deal. I'm going to say this beyond just business. Okay? If 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 you're a leader of a family and you don't have the right, you know, people there, not going to work well, is it? No. If you're not on you don't have to agree with each other in every situation, but if you're not aligned with each other, not going to work. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially if you're a family that has kids cuz leading kids is hard. Oh gosh, yeah. But you got to have you got to have people who are aligned together, not always agreeing with each other, but aligned together. And I've learned that that's the critical tool to the next step. And 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 being able to make the tough decisions. Being able to to tell someone said, "Hey, you know, that, that doesn't necessarily make they're not right for the organization. Maybe they're not in the right spot." I got to do one of those, you know, you know, here soon to tell tell someone that said, "Hey, you know, you are you're good for the organization. I just need you in a different spot in the organization." Sure. Now, the funny part about that is, is my job is to have that conversation, that talk, and that direction. It's their job to decide whether or not they can own and accept it. Absolutely. So it's a true relationship partnership because leading people is a relationship business. We're not leading robots. We're engaging with people on a daily basis. One of the things we do every week is the touchdown. We touch on six separate points. So if you were a new hire, or what advice would you give a new hire on six ways to be uncommon in these areas? You got hired this week. What should you do for your personal health starting a new job? Well, if you're if you're a new hire, come in and look presentable. Come in and look like you really want it. I mean, you know, it's kind of the, the whole, you know, we're, we're visual people. We have eyes. So, you know, it's kind of the whole thing. What you see is what you get. Sure. So, I mean, if you come in looking like crap, you know, what do you expect? Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. start with that. Yeah. Starting a new job can be tough in your family life. What do you do to be uncommon there? It can, but that, that, that requires to be open and honest. I mean, on both sides. I mean, from, from the organization to the family, clear expectations. So there's not confusion there. And that, that, and so then it's, you know, if, if, if the organization has laid down clear expectations, but the person hasn't laid down clear expectations on the other side, then there can be a problem. And I, I've said this before. I said, look, they go hand in hand. If you got challenges in business, they tend to flow over to personal life. And you've got mm-hmm. personal life problems, they tend to flow over in business life. And this requires people to be open and honest and clear with each other. 
in developing your role within the company right out of the gate, what would you do in your first week? Be early. Be early. Absolutely. How about personal growth? Personal growth is is a commitment that says, you know, it, everyone has different deals. So, I mean, it's, I mean, if I, if I'm new and young and there's, I've realized not even new and young, I mean, I'm going to work on things, whether it's reading, you know, whether it's that physical side, whether I'm going to do things that are going to make me better. What are you doing to make you better? Because you're not better if you just wake up and go through life's processes. What are you doing to add value to yourself? Because here's the funny part about that. If you're not willing to add to yourself, why do you think you're going to add to anybody else? Sure. So you got to add value. How do you bring gratitude every day, first week on the new job? You got hired. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's a gratitude. You should be grateful. You can't come in day one and be thankful. Hey, I got a new opportunity, new experience. Yeah, we probably need to fire you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the, the quick fire for sure. And then how, how do you approach giving back right out of the gate? So giving back is all about different levels, but the truth is if you're if you have the right mindset, your your approach of ever coming in says like, what can I do to make this better? Everyone that I hire, everyone's hired in the organization is really hired to say, what can you do to add value? And so it's it's literally what what am I going to come in and say, here's Here's how I found it, but what can I add value to it? You're either adding value or you're taking away, right? Mm-hmm. So it's about adding value. I mean, people who want to make a difference and people who who want a life of purpose say, you know what, my life, I want to add value. Absolutely. Great points. Anything before we wrap up today's podcast to say about hiring and firing in an uncommon world? Look. I go back and say the people business is the hardest business, and yet it's the most rewarding. There, there are times it's not easy to to make a change. But what I say, and this is what a good leader, a good CEO, you have to look at everything from a holistic point. We love the individual, but we got to love the holistic, the bigger picture, the bigger organization, the bigger whatever it is more. Because if you get so focused in onto that one person, you're gonna hurt everybody. And that, and, and, and like I said, this is not, this, these type of roles are not for the faint of heart. Faint of heart. They're, they're, they're for people who know where they're going, they know what they want, they know what they believe in, they know what they value, but they know what it takes to get to where they're going to. And that, you know, isn't easy, but it's critically necessary. Thanks for joining us today on the Uncommon CEO Podcast. Subscribe to our show wherever you get podcasts. We have video episodes on our YouTube channel and more Uncommon Wisdom on our social media. Find all our links and resources at UncommonCEOPodcast.com. For Andrew Smart and all of us here at the Uncommon CEO, stay uncommon.